We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is October 13th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia, Dad Squared, I think it is, right? Dad times two now? What's da- going on, Daddy bro? Squared. Daddy. Yeah. Daddy Squared. What's yeah. up, bro? How are you? How's the baby? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. He's great. He he really spoiled us first couple nights. You know, he we had him on Sunday at like two in the morning. Uh, got in the hospital at one, had him at two. It was crazy. Uh, one of the, not one of, the craziest experience that I've ever been a part of in my life. Um. But uh, yeah, no, he'd been sleeping great. And then last night was the first night where he was like, nah, I'm getting my days and nights confused. I'm going to stay up for like four hours. So that was good. Um, but no, nah, he's great. Uh, my my daughter getting to be a big sister has been a challenge, but also the sweetest thing ever. She just wants, it's always, you know, hands out and talking about baby Cole and holding him and that sort of thing. So cries when she doesn't get to it's been it's been awesome man but uh i'm listen i'm just glad we we're able to make the stars align that i could be on this show tonight shout out to my parents also kind of like pulling weight lauren's parents pulling weight as we kind of bounce this, this two child thing perk of being back in florida for sure but being able to record tonight with our special guest we'll get to that in a minute but i have to say this because you pulled on my heartstrings a little bit now i'm thinking about my kids I always say the thing that I am most proud of in my entire life is how much my kids love each other. Like Mm. they're just always like playing together and just hugging on each other Mm. and telling each other how much they love them. And um, I I get emotional on this pod right now. This is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. This is what you've done to me. Mm. This is what having kids does to you. I used to be this like tough, cool guy. And now I'm a (laughs) freaking loser. But uh, but yeah, man, that's awesome. We're super, super happy for you. I know all the listeners are super happy for you. Everybody like through, you know, you, their love on, on social media and stuff. So we're super happy to have baby Cole, not named after Cole Anthony, by the way. Like, let's just, let's make that clear. Yeah. Nothing against Cole, just not named after him. Right. So, well, Luke uh, alluded to the fact that we have a very, very special episode for you guys. Um, I feel like we say this all the time now, but this is one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. This was so much fun. 
we got to sit down with Orlando Magic shooting guard, the human torch himself, Terrence Ross. Uh, we talked about everything, honestly. We talked about the young Magic roster. Uh, we talked about you know like the New Jersey leak that came out. We got his opinion on that. Um, we the plan. T- we talked about the plan. We talked about we talked about Spider Man after we record. We talked a little UFC with Terrence Ross. Just super super dope guy. Um, he he looks reju- rejuvenated. I know we're gonna talk a little bit about the Memphis game. Um, because this we we went with Terrence like 35, 40 minutes because this is yeah. such a jam packed episode. Um, Friday obviously the Cavaliers game is coming up. After that, when we record on Sunday, we're going to do like a whole preseason recap looking forward to the regular season. And we'll talk more about the Memphis game in like a little bit of depth. Before we get to that, folks, coming up October 14th, 7 o'clock versus the Cavs, we're having our preseason night. Um, if you haven't purchased tickets, uh, I think at this point it's probably too late to do so. For those of you that did purchase tickets, if you want to meet up and hang out before the game, I'm going to be hanging out at Big Storm, Big Storm Brewery, which is connected to Amway. Even if you didn't purchase tickets, by the way, if you didn't use our link, please still come to Big Storm. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, hang if out. you didn't, even if you're not sitting with us, if you're coming to the game, just yeah. come say what's up at Big Storm. I'm going to be there probably around like six o'clock, I'm guessing. Um, and then if you are sitting with us, like I want to make it a point the moment that we walk out of Big Storm as we're walking through Amway, I want to try to get everybody coming into the building, I want them to feel our energy and the passion that we have for this team. And I just want everybody to be ready to go crazy for our team this final preseason to get ready for everybody. So again, if you're going to be at the game uh, on Friday, 7 o'clock against the Cavs, I'm going to be at Big Storm at like 6 o'clock, kind of like hanging out there. So come through, say what's up. Uh, If you're sitting you know, with me, um, you're going to be super excited to meet all you guys. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, so that's our final preseason game. But the season opener, the Magic's first game of the year, they'll be on the road to take on the Detroit Pistons on October 19th. That game starts at 7 o'clock. But at 6.30, we're going to be at Elixir in downtown Orlando. Elixir is located at 9 West Washington Street. And we're partnering with the Orlando Magic for this. We're partnering with Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra is going to be doing $4 16-ounce bottles. So if you like to enjoy a nice cold one like yours truly, Come on out. $4 is going to get you a 16-ounce Michelob Ultra. Again, we're partnering with the Orlando Magic. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure that you guys swing through we, um, and hang out that night. We also have, uh, I, I, I'm pretty certain we can talk about this already. We have a special guest that will be at Elixir that night, Jonathan. Do we? Do, do you want to talk more wanna... about that, Luke? Because I, I honestly forgot about that in the midst of Terrence Ross and you having a baby. Yes. The Magic beating so, the Grizzlies. We were told... Uh, by you know the magic that there's a, a few talking points that we can add when we talk about the elixir and things that they've lined up. Uh, special guest Bo Outlaw, also like raffling dope. off an an autographed basketball, uh, a ticket giveaway, Jonathan, for opening night against the Celtics on October 22nd, and they're going to be doing trivia during uh, quarter breaks. So just a, a few other things to add incentive even to, to coming out to that watch party. Uh, you know, as we cheer on the Magic against their in their first game of the year at uh, you know Detroit, lots of good things. You get to hang out with Magic fans. You get to meet Bo Outlaw potentially. There's going to be giveaways, drink specials. Again, Elixir Nine West Washington Street, Orlando, starting at six thirty on Wednesday, October nineteenth. Luke, there was a, a little bit of a leak this uh, this week in terms of the Orlando Magic City jerseys. Uh, they've come out. If you haven't been able to take a look at those. 
uh, you can really look at, you know, um, any you know, of our uh, you know, social media accounts. Actually, I think the only place that we tweeted the leak was actually Twitter. So if you want to mm-hmm. go to our Twitter and it's all over the place, really, I'm sure it's on the Orlando Magic subreddit, I think. Uh, but Luke, it's like black jerseys, black and navy blue trim. The pattern on the jersey, on the black jersey, is kind of like a chain link fence, kind of. And then a lot of people said this. You were the first person that I heard say this. The font Orlando across the chest looks very similar to the New Orleans Pelicans font that they have. I don't know that it's exactly the same, but it's definitely the same vibe. And then this is, to me, this is the worst part of the jersey. We still have the same font for the numbers Mm -hmm. that we have on like the icon and the association jerseys. You can't mix up the font on the chest like that and then go with these super sterile numbers. It just looks ridiculous. But what are your thoughts on the jersey? I will share. I agree. I agree with your that sentiment for sure. Um, I, I uh, listen. Anything was going to be a step up. <laughs> L- literally anything um, from the orange. So, yes, from the orange. So I, I like it. I, I don't. I don't hate it at all. I saw a picture of it. You know, actually photoshopped on, obviously, to a player, and it looks good. I thought that it lo- it looked even better for sure on somebody, as is usually the case with case with jerseys. With our guest Terrence Ross, obviously, as you guys know, you've read the title. You know, no no need to beat around the bush here. Terrence Ross kind of uh, alludes to those jerseys and and what he can kind of provide some confirmation for us. So the leaks are true. We you know that that's kind of my take on it. I I just like it. Like I'm like a genuinely just relieved. That that they're better than than you know last year. We're ditching the orange. I don't mind the medieval font, but like also why? Um, I know there's speculation, but I also just like as to why. But I don't. I mean, nobody sees that, and they're like, oh, I know exactly why. Like at least orange it was like it's a city color. Like it's Orlando. It's 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 in Orlando. So this is the color of Orlando. The medieval thing, uh, that font, it's fine. It's a little weird, but I'd say that's really my only gripe about it, I would say. Yeah, whenever they have like the official announcement of these jerseys, there's always a press release that goes with it, and they'll go through like why they did certain elements of the jersey. Like I'm sure we'll even hear something about the navy blue. Like if I had one like other than the numbers cuz I just think it it just looks ridiculous. It just it's just a clash of styles. Like and and I know it's a Nike thing. I know Nike is like, "Okay, yeah, you can do a different font, but your jersey numbers have to stay the same." To me, that's ridiculous. Like Nike is just dropping the bag hard by forcing you to do this. The jersey will look so much nicer if the font styles were uniform. You know, they're if they're matching, they're going to look a lot better, and it's just going to feed into. You know, if if they're trying to go for like a certain theme, they're like ripping you out of that illusion. Like with those numbers, you're like, okay, I kind of see what's going on here. Okay, I see see the chain link fence. Maybe that's like some kind of male armor. I don't know. Okay, maybe this is like some medieval font. And what the hell are these numbers? Like it just, it just think really it's just ruins a, it's it for a, you. You think it's an ode to, uh, I got it. You think it's an ode to the medieval times experience in Orlando? It's a, and really, I'm I went on a field no. trip there once. I'm going to go <laughs> no. But what I will say, outside of the numbers, the thing for me is the navy blue. Like, and I know we have blue on all the other jerseys, like the magic blue, but I did, I, I put it. a little filter on there and, you know, made it closer to the magic blue. And to me, if that's the, if that was the colors, like, boom, I'm there. Like, yeah, the Navy does look clean, but to me, it's like, all right, like, 
we did the orange that had nothing to do with the magic. We had the gray that had nothing to do with the magic. And now we've got the navy blue that, like, so far has nothing to do with the magic. So also it's a more than the orange, more than the orange, the anthracite gray is probably the biggest L in, like, magic jerseys. The orange was bad. And I know that we talk about that when we mention those jerseys because it's very obviously predominant and uh, freaking highlighter. But the, the the gray, man, I am just – that is awful. I, I hope to never see it again. Well, the gray last year with the orange pinstripes and the orange gradient on the side, on the TV, to me, they always looked brown. Like you couldn't – you weren't even sure if it was gray. They just looked brown and they didn't look good to me. But um, people are hating on the font. Like my thing is people are like, oh, they need to be bold. They need to try new things. Well, they tried something new, and now you guys don't like it. What do you want? Like, pick. What do you want them to do? You want them to be bold, or you want them to do the same thing like over and over and over again? I don't think the font is that bad. Some people really don't like them. I agree with you. I saw the the Photoshop. I think it was on Paolo. I think they Photoshopped that on Paolo. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know so. that we've seen the shorts yet, and they kind of mocked up the shorts on that design, so I don't know how accurate that is. Um, but, yeah, for me, like the jerseys, they're not incredible, but I also don't think they're bad. Am I gonna buy one? Uh, I I don't know. I already pre-ordered um the other the statement jersey, so I don't know that I'm gonna get another jersey this year. I, I might. They could I, be I worse. might do it. I might do it for uh, the sake of. I don't have a Palo jersey yet. I haven't pre. I haven't done any of that. So if if Palo is like balling out too, like and I just want a jersey that he wore in his rookie year, like that sort of thing, I might have to do it because I don't hate it. And it's different. We'll see what so, happens. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I, I think of guys on the team right now that I really like that I don't have a jersey of. It would probably be Wendell and Jalen. So I mean, it's been a while since I bought a JI jersey, but I've already had I already have two JI jerseys. And please God, I hope we're going to see him sometime this season. But mm. um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I could be talked into buying one of the jerseys. Maybe of the I get a Wendell. When Maybe daddy, when daddy's never a, a bad, you know, a, Luke and I, I had a, a fantasy jersey. draft tonight with, uh, you know, we don't want to name drop. We don't like to brag, but our friends from through the wire and the pick aside podcast, <laughs> you know, our boys, Kenny Beachum, Pee Wee to plug, you know, some of those guys, you might've heard of them. Maybe not, but we did our fantasy draft with them tonight. Yeah. And like in the fourth or fifth round, I pulled the trigger on Wendell Carter Jr. And I was like, I know Luke is going to hate this pick. I was looking. I was legitimately comparing stuff, and I was about to pull the trigger on window. Yeah. So I needed a big, and I needed a guy that was going to get me rebounds and points. And he's going to do that this year. So yeah, he's I was a little give you some assists as well. He's going to give you the occasional block. He's going to give you whatever you want. To be okay. Honest. Anyways, uh, in further Magic news, uh, the Magic Wave Jake Dra- Drake Jeffries. Sorry, the D and the J always get me mixed up one after the other. Drake Jeffries. After signing him Monday, so they waive him on Wednesday, and they sign Simi Shitu again. This is the end of the preseason. The Magic are just trying to get a look at as many I can't guys wait. as they can. I can't wait for the nicknames. Um, I you know what? Shitu. I probably could wait for these nicknames. <laughs> I'm sure people are going to get pretty creative with them. But if uh, if Tuesday's game was any indication against the Memphis Grizzlies, we're not going to see a lot of these like end of the bench guys. Um, you know, in the final preseason game coming up on uh, Friday, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see if uh, Simi Shitu sees the floor Friday night. Okay, before we talk about this Memphis game, Luke, we need to go ahead and shout out the folks that make every single episode possible. 
our patrons. So you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. That's where you can partner financially with the show and get an array of benefits like jumping on Zoom calls with us once a month. We also give away free t-shirts every single month. We have a Discord channel that you can join as well. Uh, again, three separate tiers. And we, we've lately just been so blessed, um, really from a number of our patrons. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, Fuchsia. And then it was, you know, Juan Geraldo. It was our boy Wiffle. But now we have another patron that stepped up to the plate, taking advantage of that 15% discount on an annual membership to our Patreon. Our boy Jay with Magic Player History this week stepped up and purchased the next year of membership in our Hall of Fame tier. So a big shout out to Jay. Um, just yeah. super excited that he's in our Patreon community. We just love talking to that dude. If you don't follow him on social media, uh, you can find him Magic Player History uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Nobody knows more about Magic Player History than Jay. Like I'm very confident in saying that. And we're just so appreciative to him for his support. And really to all of our patrons. Uh, we shout out all of our brand new patrons every single time we get a new one. And we also shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons uh, every episode. And we're going to go ahead and do that now. I'm going to start with our boys in the Northeast, the Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Norm L., our boy Magic Player History, Bailey Wiffle, Mike Salapong, Franz Go to Fashow, Ryan Singh the Distract. I don't know how my co-host is going to feel about this. Luke's mom. I'm Ron Burgundy, Pierre A., Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, the real Luke's mom, Breadhead, Brian Leggins, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, and Juan Geraldo. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Luke, how does that one patron, how does that make you feel? I got to ask. Listen, I, I've, I've heard patrons do some pretty crazy things. Pick a side podcast, who we talked about earlier in terms of our fantasy basketball draft if you hear them go through their list dude if you hear them do a manscaped read oh my goodness oh it's all it's always comedy for sure with them but their patreon names people are always changing those those names on patreon just to throw off the i really jonathan reads them every week so if you guys want to like that's hilarious won't say that we won't censor some of them there is a line that i will draw i promise yeah yeah i promise pick a side those boys don't draw any lines and it's hilarious but but yeah we're we're trying to you know stay within uh, some lines for sure um but yeah no i mean luke's mom like that it's funny i always love your mom joke so like i appreciate it all right luke let's talk about this memphis game so Tuesday night against the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't think it's an over-exaggeration. I don't think it's hyperbole to say this is as close to a regular season game as you probably will yeah. ever see in the preseason. Memphis absolutely wanted to win this game. The Magic desperately wanted to win this game, and they did win this game, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're going to talk about just kind of the quarter-by-quarter breakdown um, on our preseason recap that we're going to release on Monday. We'll record that Sunday night. Um, but we we can't not talk about this game. Like this game yeah. was just absolutely incredible. It's no secret the Magic have not been getting off to great starts uh, through the first three preseason games, um, and and in this game just just literally came out guns blazing. Great start uh, to the first quarter. We're honestly blowing out the Grizzlies in the first quarter. I believe they were up by as much as eighteen. Now Memphis, you know the second seed in the West last year. Of course, at some point. They're going to close the gap. And then this game became not about the Magic blowing out the Memphis Grizzlies. 
I got to tell you, Luke, I'm watching this game and down the stretch, I'm rooting for Memphis to tie the game up. I'm rooting for Memphis to take the lead because I want to see how this, because the game doesn't mean anything ultimately. Yeah. I want to see how this roster responds to being in a pressure situation at home with a great crowd against a great young hungry team in the Memphis Grizzlies. And we got everything that we could ask for in this game and more specifically out of Franz, Wendell, Paolo Bancaro. Like I tweeted out, there was a play. Um, I think it was Franz had the ball. He kicks it out to Wendell. Then Wendell finds Paolo cutting to the basket. Paolo has this acrobatic reverse layup finish. And I'm like, that's your front court for the next 10 years, folks. We've been mm. through some things, but like that is just proof that good things happen to good people. What were your thoughts on this Memphis game, Luke? I could talk about it all day. I knew that Memphis was was gunning to win this game when I see a camera shot cut to jaw, just, no pun intended, jawing at Cole just incessantly. The dude wouldn't shut up. And I was like... I know a lot of people love jaw. I'm off the jaw train. Dude annoys me. There's a lot of people that Great say player, like, have started to say annoys the crap out of me. He is annoying. Um, very, very great player. Great player. Like Fan- phenomenal. And and honestly, I was ha- like, I was, I was like, wow, Jaw's actually talking. It it's a respect thing for me. I think like that Jaw is putting that much energy into talking to a Magic team that finished as badly as they did last year in a preseason game. Dude was mad. And I think I saw, like, I read the lips, like, you got me effed up. Like, you don't know me. Like, that sort of thing. I was like, this is great. Well, John this messed awesome. around and found out. Yeah, he, he listen, he met Franz Wagner near the end of the game. Oh, to Brandon Steel. Clark. Yes, sir. So, uh, listen, I think this team is a lot of fun. Like you said, you cannot pay enough money for situations late game like that in a preseason game. This is a team that needs it. They need experience. There's some of your experience. You said it like they were playing their guys. Their trio plays 32 minutes. Each of them. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me let me double check. But yeah, so uh, Dylan Brooks, Jaw and Desmond Bain all play 32 minutes. Uh, Desmond Bain gave the magic really all they could handle. But Dylan Brooks, uh, as he often does, struggled a little bit with, you know, his his efficiencies, a little hot and cold, kind of streaky. You know, you hold him to four of 13 from the floor, uh, one of 16 from three. They just did a lot of really great things. Terrence Ross was getting to the free throw line, shot six of them. Paolo get to the free throw line, which is obviously becoming a normal C for sure. Shot five free throws. It made all of them. T. Ross made five out of six. Like filling. Why do people sheet. like Terrence had a late three point? Like he got fouled on a three attempt. Why do people continue to like jump to contest Terrence's threes? He in terms of like contested three point shooters, he's one of the least blocked players in the league. And it's just like whenever you contest him, it's like there's a 50-50 chance you're going to foul him. I don't yeah. know why people continue to jump with Terrence, but man, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it was a lot of fun. It was a fun game. I mean, like you said, like if you want, that's the closest you're going to get to a regular season experience. I'd say that like it didn't feel postseason gamey to me, but it was. It was close, like in terms of just what we saw, in terms of the intensity, jaw just getting like the magic got under his skin. I don't know what Cole was saying to him, but you know Cole talks crazy. So I'm sure. I'm sure that there was some things being thrown around out there. 
I don't know if they were your mama jokes like I like, but they were they were saying some things. Yeah, That's Cole was sure. like, "Yo, Luke's mom," and Ja was like, "Oh, word!" Like, let's get busy here. <laughs> I just want to like break down like the last couple of minutes here because to me, like, it was just insane what we were watching unfold in real time. So three fifty two yeah. to go, Magic are up ninety to ninety one. Um, Wendell has a, a cutting dunk to put the Magic up three. Dylan Brooks has a layup, a one point game again. Terrence Ross comes back. He hits a 17-foot jumper. Magic up three. Conchar hits a three with 253 to go. Ties the game up. Wendell Carter with a layup and one. Puts the Magic up three. Desmond Bain comes back the other end. Layup. One-point game. 123 to go. Carter. Wendell Carter hits a jump shot from like the left side. I'm like, I can't believe he's taking this shot. Of course it goes in. Magic are up three. 123 to go. Um, let's see what happens then. Uh, Terrence Ross gets fouled, missed the first free throw, makes the next two magic are up five. Ja hits a, a layup, gets fouled. That's the and one. This is where he's screaming at Cole. Now it's a two point game, 37 seconds to go. Braun inbounds the ball, gets the ball back. That's when he hits the three in Brandon Clark's face and then steals the ball uh, from John ja Morant, gives it to Terrence Ross. He gets fouled, makes two free throws. Now the magic are up seven and essentially the game is over. Yeah. So seeing especially Franz and Wendell just take over the way they did down the stretch, and you just saw the way mm-hmm. that Paolo played the entire game. In 27 minutes, he finishes with 17 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, shot 6 of 9 from the floor, 5 of 5 from the 3-point line. The kid is getting better every single game. And just seeing those three really, I mean, essentially lead the team in scoring along with Terrence Ross with 17 points. Just the three of them put the team on their back Franz, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 50% from the floor for the game. Like Those three just literally carried us to that victory against the second-best team in the Western Conference last year, who was a John Morant injury, arguably, from going to the Western Conference Finals, absolutely wanted to win this game. You, You can't ask for more for a young core. Like you said, this was an invaluable game. You can't pay enough money for experience like this. And Yeah. As down as we were after the first game, some Magic fans, it was the complete opposite end of the stre- spectrum last night with this win against the Grizzlies. Yep. You uh, you saw both. I mean, Jaw as well. What do you have? Like 23 points on 24 shots. Like, incredible play against Jaw there. Um, each team plays 11 players. Usually in preseason, you know, obviously we're seeing them empty the whole bench even with one preseason game to go, you expect that type of thing out of a final preseason game. It ramps up a little bit in that second to last one, like last night, but it just felt crazy. And I'm excited to see the Cavs, what they roll out against the magic on Friday. Mitchell's been playing heavy minutes for preseason. They're trying to get him acclimated. I'm, I'm really excited to, to see what's, what's to come for the, the team, you know, obviously on Friday, and then as we go into the season, I I was one of those people that after that first preseason game, I right like I, I overreacted for sure, and I was just you don't like, say Man. Luke overreacting, <laughs> come on, bro, never. All right, yeah, yeah, I know. Death taxes me overreacting. <laughs> and Ross uh, getting out on threes, yeah, 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 for sure. So, but it was uh, it was it was a lot of a lot of fun for sure. A couple of guys I want to ask you like really quickly about before we get to Terrence Ross. Caleb Houston last night, 13 points, 5 of 6 from the floor. The second round pick, mm. the rookie. 
Yeah, I mean, he's doing what you brought him to do. Three of four from three. I, like, you know, immediately we knew, like, this is where he can contribute. Just knock down your three. Knock down the three ball. Another thing, we did not see Devin Kennedy last night. We've talked about it. We don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of dialogues that happen and hypotheticals that happen because we just talk ourselves into it. Um, I I feel like a couple seasons ago, it was Evan Fournier, uh, like three seasons ago, maybe. Like, we talked about on the pod, like him getting traded, him getting traded, him getting traded. And then I looked at you and I was like, are we just building this narrative? Like, is this like, are we just doing this amongst ourselves and it's not even a conversation? We've just been saying this. We've been assuming it. We've been doing the same with, you know, Houston and Kennedy. But honestly, after last night, you know, we've made it a head to head thing. I, I think it is. And I think that we'll see how Friday goes. Maybe Houston doesn't play Friday and Kennedy does, or I don't know, or maybe neither of them play because it's the final and they're going to final game of the preseason. I'm interested. I need another game to see what they do with the rotations, but keep an eye out on what the magic do with Devin Kennedy. It might be nothing, but he didn't play a minute. So we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I hope I hope that nothing has happened before uh, the next time that we record on Sunday because the Magic do have to make that decision like within the next week before the regular right. season starts. You can carry up to 15 players on the roster right now. They have 16. And let's just go down the list really quickly in terms of like somebody has to get traded or waived, right? Jonathan Isaac. No. Markel. No. Wendell, please. Gary Harris. <laughs> no. Terrence Ross. Now, Terrence Ross was a question, but with Gary Harris going down, Jalen Suggs going down, and now we've seen him implemented into the starting lineup the last couple of preseason games. And if he's shooting like he's shooting, you need shooting. It's the same thing you talked about with resigning Gary. You needed Gary because you needed shooting. Terrence Ross, rejuvenated to say the least, and crushing it next. And I like for what you could trade Terrence for right now, um, I would just rather have what Terrence Ross has over rather have Kennedy. A, yep. For sure. Paolo Bancaro next. Mohamed no. Bamba. No. Jalen Suggs. Mm-mm. Not even going to ask about Franz. Cole Anthony. No. Shuma Okiki. No. RJ Hamptons looked a lot better. I'm going to say no. Yeah. The next no. guy I was going to ask you about, Bull Bull. Nah, that guy's here. Bull Bull, like legitimately the last two fourth, fourth quarters, here. has shown us some like legitimate things. Like I think mm-hmm. he hit a, he had a, like a block or a rebound that led to him hitting a three in the corner. Like he made the assist the play before and then ran out and hit a contested corner three. I think it put the magic up by like 11 at that point. It felt like one of the plays at the game, like bull bull is legitimately showing things for the magic and is showing why so many people are excited about him. Mo Wagner. No, no. And then Caleb Houston, like Caleb Houston looks really good right now. They've you know committed $4 million guaranteed to Caleb Houston Devin Kennedy is not his contract does not get fully um guaranteed until uh, January. So it, it sucks. I know a lot of people like Devin Kennedy. I really like Devin Kennedy. He's a great shooter. He is a great dude. He's a great dude to have on on the roster and in the locker room. Uh, but unfortunately, it just seems like he's probably the odd man out. But we're gonna find out in the guy. next week here. We could be um, totally wrong about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, great guy. Um, but I just I, the writing's on the wall for me. I, I like you said, you went down the list. I, I think it's pretty easy to put it together unless there's something I'm missing and the magic, like there's something I, I'm totally missing. Um, and the way that he ends up on this roster come regular season, I just don't, I don't see it. Wish him the best, but I, I really think it's going to be him. 
All right, Luke, let's get to our interview with Terrence Ross. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Orlando Magic fans, we are now joined by a very special guest. Uh, you may know him better as the Human Torch shooting guard for the Orlando Magic, Terrence Ross. Terrence, what's up, man? Thanks for joining the show. What's up, guys? Appreciate this. Yeah, man, we're excited. We've been uh, thinking about this all day. Excited to talk <laughs> with our boy Terrence Ross. Man, we wanted to start talking about, so we're recording this uh, Wednesday night, fresh off the preseason victory over the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Terrence, first of all, the crowd in Amway was rocking last night, and it was it really had a regular season vibe to it. Yeah. Um, what 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 was your you know your feeling throughout that game and seeing like the young trio, Paolo, Wendell, Franz, kind of make those plays down the stretch to help you guys win that game? Um, it was good, man. It was a great feeling to be back. I felt like you know we played, we started the season or preseason on the road, so. Uh, it was just one of those special moments to be back in front of the crowd, back in front of, you know, the family, fans, all that. So, uh, I mean, it was good. We're coming up. We came off. We're coming off a win. So we felt good uh, going into this game, is, you know, especially going out to Memphis and losing that one. Uh, it was definitely like, you know, a little grudge match. And would you say, Terrence, like in preseason as a whole, obviously we want to talk about this game maybe a little bit mm -hmm. more, but like, would you say as a, as a vet in this league in terms of preseason, is it harder to get up for preseason games or does it get easier as the preseason goes on to where you get like to these like dress rehearsal type of games that you have like last night yeah. and in front of fans and stuff? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, the first ones, 
or pretty much like the first game is pretty, and you know, the hurricane, we kind of missed a couple of days yeah. in between that. So it was kind of like just getting the rust off that first game. But after that, we kind of, we kind of, you know, picked the pace up. And I mean, the good thing about it was, you know, this summer we had a ton of guys in, you know, so we got to work out with each other. We got to learn the lingo, uh, you know, kind of just understand what coach wants. So I think that helped a lot with the two days missing. But after that, man, the first game getting a little bit of rust. And then the second game, you know, we were taking off every game we've been approving and, you know, the young guys have been balling. You know, Franz coming off, you know, playing FIBA. And then Wendell's had coming off a big year. And, uh, you know, giving the number one pick with Paolo. Like, it it all is starting to come together. And I think once we started seeing, like, the positives of how we're supposed to play and what we're, you know, buying into, it's, just, it's becoming easier. And um, now, like, even last night, the first quarter we played was, like, to me, some of the best basketball we played in, like, the last couple of years. So that type of, you know – confirmation that, hey, you know, we're doing the right things and this is how it can look when we, you know, all go for it and we're all doing the same thing. So it was a good indication of, you know, what we can do this year. Obviously, Terrence, you know, you've been, this is now your sixth year with the Magic, yeah, obviously, you know, after being traded from Toronto and, you know, you've seen some success here, you know, 2018, 2019, the franchise made it back to the playoffs for the first time in a really long time. And you guys made it to the postseason two straight years, but like you mentioned, that first quarter last night, especially in this preseason, is like the highest level basketball that we've seen this group particularly play so far. What do you like when you envision the the future and like the ceiling of this team? What do you take from that first quarter last night? Like, do you see like a really bright future for this current young squad? No, for sure. And I mean, it's not it's it's for sure the players. But even like Coach Mose, man, like uh, the adjustments he's made from last year to this year have like just like little tweaks here and there have already made like a world of difference. Like the biggest thing that, you know, we kind of got into last or this summer was just like we got to put more pressure on the room. And I think with all the adjustments that he's made to do that, like it's making everything flow a thousand times better. So uh, just taking that and then the young guys come in and just kind of playing through that and you can see everybody's just moving on the court. And that's like the most movement we had as a unit since I've been here, even with, you know, the old squad, like this was, that was a good indication, like how this game should be played. And it's, it, we have so much length and so much height and so much size that like we could all can set screen roads to the basket. We could all put the jump shot up. We can all do so many different things that it makes the game so much easier to play. So uh, it's been fun, especially like that first quarter. Like we even coming out of the game, like the first unit was like, "Yo, that was fun." Like we, mm-hmm. that was a good way to play. Like you know, everybody kind of saw that, and now it's kind of kind of like if anything gets rough during the season, we can always look back to this preseason game of like the standard of what we're going to do. Yeah, and you, you know, you talk about just like how much fun you guys are having the the first quarter. Um, obviously, we can feel it. Like I was watching mm-hmm. from home, and I could could feel it we have uh our boy manny who who does some of our clips for our show and he's in australia and yeah. and he texts us and he was like man like the amway looks good um yeah. and, and it was it's it's nice like we could tell it no matter where we are we can tell that it's good now and it's nice to know that like that preseason game you know like you said to look you know have that to really look at like who can we be as a team and I, you know, if, if that's how y'all can look in a preseason game right now, as young as the team is, how's game 40 or 50 going to look like this yeah. team could be making noise and getting even better with, with chemistry and things like that. Do you, you know, talk about, I, I guess really Franz, he goes to Eurobasket 
and the whole team's paying attention to Franz. And I'm sure because we all were. And then Franz comes back and and Jonathan said this. I uh, hope he's okay with me sharing this on air. He mm. said at media day, you saw Franz and you saw like just confidence through the roof, even at media day. Mm. Whereas like Franz is a guy much like Markel in our opinion, where it's like they can take over a game and we don't know if they know the potential they have to like do that. Like it, Fultz, obviously he's getting way better at, you know, knowing where he can get to his spots. Franz, we've just been like, man, he needs to demand the ball and just get the ball. We saw that in the final, you know, in the final stretch there, he hits that big three. He gets a steal on jaw. <laughs> he, he he looked incredible and is doing finally, like, obviously it's only been a year, but he's been doing what we've wanted to do since like a quarter of the way through last season in just a preseason game. Can you talk to me about Franz? Also, Terrence, if you mm-hmm. are willing to let us know, yeah. was that the play all along with Franz? Like, was that you guys are in the timeout? Was, was Franz a guy that you guys wanted to end up with the ball for that shot? No, for sure. Like, yeah, man, going back to like when Franz got drafted, um, you know, he, we we knew he was a good player. And, you know, at Michigan, we just like even when we drafted him, I looked up his highlights and, you know, all it was was just kind of like cutting spot up. So it was just like, OK, he's a typical like, you know, slasher type guy. But even in summer league, you didn't really see much of him, you know, doing what he does now. And then when he gets to camp, like it was like we kind of. I kind of I realized like right away I was like oh this kid is good like he has a good feel with the handle he come off the pick and roll he has great footwork like it was so many things I'm just like he has such a pro game already that like this is the perfect style of basketball for him and you can see it now like and I I think that first year gave him a lot of confidence and then he played on top of that going into you know FIBA balls out comes like a national icon out there so like he's just you can just see it like he's he's playing so much better than every previous day like he gets better every day and then coming into camp you can just tell like like he looks confident he's he has his regimen down he can see him like he's getting bigger in the gym like he's it's all coming together and last night of course like that's how we went in the play like we get the ball into our best players hands and we let him go like and he made a play and everything he did was with confidence like he had we all have so much confidence in him that it's I think it's helping him just go like just go because, bro, like, he's that dude that can – he can put it on the deck. He can do something. He makes the right pass. He threw some lobs to Wendell last night. Like, he has great vision. Like, he's a big point guard. He's a point forward. And he's going to have to play like that for us to be successful. And I think he knows that. And he's bringing it every day. Terrence, I can't tell you, like, how excited you get me whenever you talk about this. Young <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing it all summer, right? Like, yeah. especially, like, after, you know, the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about this at Media Day. Um, but I just wanted to ask you, like, what was your thought process? Because we know, like, at the end of last season, you weren't really sure what your future held. But mm-hmm. like you said, getting the number one pick changes a lot of things. And Absolutely. as you just kind of look down this young roster, like, what what really gets you excited about this team? Um, I mean, honestly, it's just they're young and they're really good. Um, they're really good. Like, that's <laughs> that means, this is the first time, like, I've been on older teams, and this is probably one of the younger teams I've been on, but at the end of the day, you can always recognize like potential and talent. And if you're, you can just see how guys work you can see the progression of that. And right now is like one of the, the best young teams I've seen where like a lot of guys are getting good across the board. Like we have guys like Wendell to like uh, uh, Franz, like we have Paolo now, like RJ is getting better. Mobamba is turned into a beast. Like, there's so many guys that are just getting better across the board that it's like, wow. Like, you can start to see the pieces come together. And now, like, looking at this 
like training camp was a perfect indication of like recognizing, hey, this team could be special. We have the talent, we have the length, we have the size. I mean, it's just it'd be a shame for us to not go out there with our arms out every day because we have you know, between Bobo, Mobamba, <laughs> Wendell, like we can that's be the whole such, court. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's the whole court. Like last night was great because that was the they were the number two team in the West last year. And Jaw, you see what Jaw does? Like he's gonna get to his to his things and he's gonna finish around the basket, but like we made it real tough on him to get going. Like we beat him up every single time he came to the hoop. And it was just like that's how we have to play every night. So if we can do that against the number two team in the West. Like, when they wanted to win that game. When they wanted like, to win the game. Like, Desmond still went out there and put up 30, but we made him work. We made so many guys, you know, uncomfortable with our size and our length and just how we we're, you know, flying around the court. Like, it's a good sign, man. That's It's a fun way to play basketball. Um, I mean, we're having fun doing it. At what point last night did you look around and say, Memphis wants to win this game? Like, they played – Terrence, they played their trio, their top three guys – 32 minutes, the most of anybody on their team last night. At what point, I mean, we saw Jaw saying stuff to Cole. I'm sure mm-hmm. Jaw was saying stuff to everybody, but yeah. what, what, <laughs> at what point did you look around? And you're like, oh, they, th- this isn't just a preseason game. Like these are, this is a young, Memphis is a young roster, much like oh, Orlando. Sure. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of competitive dudes that are young and haven't lost like their fire at all for the NBA and just playing every night and even preseason. At what point did you realize like they, they want to win? I mean, we set the tone. So we set the tone from the jump of how we wanted to play. And we got up to like, it was like, what, a 10 point lead early, like 15 point lead. Like they were, we put them on their backs early to let them know, like, this ain't just going to be a preseason game. It's not going to be like the first preseason game. We're going to come out here. We're, play, we're playing better than we were three games ago. So, and it was more about us, about how, what we wanted to do. So it didn't matter if they're trying to win a game or they're just going to roll over. I think we were going to play how we played last night. And that was for a reason because we're working on us more than focusing about, you know, what any other team is doing. So uh, I think once they kind of recognize that, it, it turned into a serious match. You know how it is. Like, you know, when you go out there playing friendly one-on-one with your homies and next, you know, you guys are playing a series of seven trying to, because it's that competitive nature. And um, I think we just set the tone early. And then from there, you know, they they try to fight it. I know what you're talking about, Terrence, playing to the death in the driveway. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, I know how it goes, <laughs> bro. There's no no easy thing. It starts with you can start with shots, leading to horse, leading to first to three, and then next you know, you know, you're drinking. That's right. Sweat. Then you're swinging on your boy, you know? It's bad. Not like yeah. Draymond kind of swinging on your boy, but we don't have to, oh, worry oh, to really oh, get that into was, that. That's crazy. We don't I have mean, to get into that. That's <laughs> such a weird thing. Such a weird thing. Very, very strange. Well, Terrence, I wanted to ask you because we we've seen you the last couple of games here in the preseason starting, which just your you know, first you know, five years with the Magic, most of the time, you know, you've come off the bench, you know, should have won six man of the year in 2018, mm-hmm. 2019. That's just my personal opinion. Should have set the record for, you know, most sure. players ever coming off the bench. You know, that's that's my mm-hmm. opinion. I think who who was it? Wayne Ellington that year that I think was was uh, like, yeah like starting some games, but that's a whole nother conversation. But mm-hmm. has there been any, you know, conversation about you starting this year? And how do you, what do you think about that role? I mean, uh, I know starting the season, you know, most kind of say like, we want to try to put out as many different lineups as we can to see what works, see what doesn't see, you know, where we can get better at. Um, but I mean, he told me I was going to start, I think the second game, but after that, I think, you know, with Jalen getting hurt, I think they've been just mixing it up and just putting in and out. So who knows? I mean, we, we're 3-0. So, I mean, that's a good sign. Um, 
But we'll see, man. I know, you know, the coaches have their own game plans and they they think about, you know, the first unit, second unit, how to balance things out. So we're we're gonna we're gonna see. I mean, I'm so much for like, you know, whatever the coach wants, I'm I'm gonna go in there and do it. So uh we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, you, you look comfortable out there too. It took a, a little bit for like I, I was watching the game and I was like can we, can Terrence get more touches here at the beginning? Like, I, I love to see that because it's not a, a role that you have, like Jonathan and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, if I had to ask you how many games with the magic has T Ross started? Cause he talked about Terrence might be starting this year. I was like, I don't know because look at how, like, how many do you think? And he guessed and it was wrong. And I was like, it's, it's lower than that. It's a lot lower, but it also just like, it goes into the fact of what you said, like I'll do whatever coach is about. Uh, whatever he thinks works, whatever, you know, whatever works, I'll do it. And like you said, last night, y'all look good. You got the ball. Mm-hmm. You started going. Obviously, we know how you ended that game, too. Um, you know, shooting very well last night. So I, I guess kind of are you uh, I, I want to kind of gear towards preseason here, too. You guys obviously have a game coming up on Friday mm-hmm. against the Cavs, who also are a young team. They made a lot of noise last year, kind of dropped off near the end. But um, but we know what their potential is. They've mm-hmm. already got, you know, Mitchell playing 25 plus minutes in preseason, even by game two, I think. So how do you prep for for teams like that? You don't know much about like. I guess like that preseason prep for, for teams like that, that are just young and, and hungry, like Memphis and Cleveland. I mean, like, it's like we said, it's, it's a preseason thing. And right now we're in the mindset of, you know, we focusing on us. Um, we know that they got, you know, new pieces and they got, you know, their, their best squad they've had in some time, but yeah, I mean, we're worried about us. Like we're going to go out there still try to play our brand of defense, try to, you know, focus on what we need to get better at and focus on those principles because at the end of the day, you know, those are going to be the things that are going to help us down the line. Um, I mean, of course, during the year when things change and you're making the push, you know, for the playoffs or whatever, that, you know, there's always different scouts, just lines, all that type of stuff. But right now we're working on, you know, the fundamentals of what's going to make us good. Um, just like the simple things. So if we can control the simple things, that should still put us in a position to go out and compete and win any game. So, uh, I think that's probably going to be the approach, you know, at least for the next few games. Terrence, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago, just like talking about like the big difference, even with Moe's and mm-hmm. just like some of the the adjustments that he's made from last year to this season. Can you just talk about what some of those adjustments have been? Yeah. Um, offense, the offense, he, he, we studied a lot of kind of where our offense is kind of slowing down at. And I think, just with the little changes and just like the mindset of what we're, or what we're trying to do this season has changed like the way everybody's playing. Like there's a rule for everybody to roll. I don't even want to say too much. I don't want to write the scout this, but like, All right, we fair have, enough. yeah, we have like certain <laughs> rules that we, that we, you know, we're living by this year and the, with the whole purpose of getting more possessions, getting, you know, second chance points as well as stopping transition and, we're buying into it. So you can kind of see like the first game, we were kind of trying to break old habits. Second game, we're getting better. Third game, we're getting better. Last game was like a really good version of what it's supposed to look like. So it's been amazing. Like it's been fun. Like it's uh, because you know, the game changes so often. Like when I first got into the league, we used to have two bigs on the court and now it, everybody's literally uh, like behind the three. So uh, the game changes, and I think, you know, just like with anything, you have to change with it. And uh, this is just a a good 
understanding of, you know, what we need to do. A few weeks ago, Markel Fultz tweeted something that I want your opinion on. Um, he, he tweeted out and all he said was uh, four seed with a devil emoji smiling. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you see it when like, did you see him tweet that? And if you did, like, what was your, your genuine just reaction to, to Markel putting that out there? I mean, not, you don't hear a lot of players mm-hmm. talk about you know, a speed, a seed specifically, and yeah. you know, they know how the social media works, right? No, like absolutely. If, the, if, the, if the magic don't meet those expectations or even come close, he's going to have a lot of trolls in his mentions. I don't think Markel cares about trolls at this point no. in his career. He no, knows how sure. that goes, but yeah. yeah. What was your reaction to that? I mean, this uh, first time I'm actually even hearing of it. Um, I didn't even know he tweeted that, but no, I, <laughs> but that, I mean, that's kind of what my mindset going into is it. like, yo, like we should be able to get to where we want to go. And it's like, mm. yeah. Like for me, when I, like when we dropped Apollo, we see Franz getting better. We're seeing Wendell come back. We're seeing G G Harris getting signed again. Like you just kind of realize like what we're capable of and kind of how the East was last year. Like there's no telling how these teams are going to play out. Like everybody thought Brooklyn was going to win the championship. They get bounced and it's like, all right, what next? And then it's just nobody expected to go how you go. Like nobody can predict what's going to happen. That's every season. Nobody's ever right with their preseason guesses, like ever. So we just use this as fuel to, to get to where we want to go. And I think that we have a really good squad. Like we have a really good squad. Everybody put in a lot of work over the summer. You can see it. Everybody's in the gym, you know, coaches around. It's the most people I've ever seen in one summer. So it's like the confidence that we have behind the work we put in is, is refreshing. And yeah, our mindset is to, you know, break the barriers that we've been set before. It's like, we're going to create a new standard. And I think everybody here is just hungry for that. Terrence, I want to switch gears a little bit here in the past, not to, you know, mm-hmm. bring up old things, but you've been known as a little bit of a leaker. You know, you yeah. leaked the the city court, you know, a few seasons ago. Yeah. Um, have you seen the leak of allegedly I'm putting up quotations here mm-hmm. of this year's city jerseys? Have you seen them yet? Yeah, um, actually, we took photos. Sh- yeah, we had a photo shoot with them today. Actually, I put okay. them on. I was walking Thoughts. around. Thoughts. Be it's honest. You can it's be honest. Bad. It's not bad. No, I mean, <laughs> okay, it's cool. I mean, <laughs> we're. I mean, because hmm. I wasn't thrilled about last year's jersey. We oh, we're, we we've heard. Yeah, o- orange and orange and gray, like that yeah. cuter color gray. An- no, anthracite gray. gray yeah. as they say. anthracite gray. Yeah. Oh Thanks, my Nike. Gosh, that's. Oh yeah. Thank <laughs> you. It's just like sometimes you just feel like you guys must have got to our team last and it must have been right before the season because it was like it's hardly any thought into it like they just put okay oro gray orange next and it's just like <laughs> come on bro like i don't know but this year is this one's it's not bad it's the, the I don't one through, a out of one out of ten like that it's 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 kind of, it reminds me of like new orleans a little bit just that's what slight, i said we've heard yeah. we've heard yeah. that yeah exactly. we've been saying that we were saying that today but it's not bad it's out of 10, I give it a seven. It's sleek. So okay. I guess it's whatever. It's not bad. What about the what about the statement jerseys? Like the the new black with the with the blue pinstripes with the stars down the side. Yeah, oh, I, I love mean, those. Don't hurt me, bad. Terrence. I love it, it's those. It's not bad. It's not bad. My favorite jersey that I've worn since I've been here was, I think, two seasons ago. It was like the white with like the, the blue start. Yeah. Yeah, those were fire. Because it, it kind of like reminiscent of like the early 2000s. So I was like, these are 
these are safe. But like since then, everything's just been pinstripe this, change the color, pinstripe this. I'm just like, okay, I get it. It's it's original. Oh, and the blue pinstripes that we had the same 2018, 2019. 2018, very, yes. very classic. Like Best classic, jersey classic. of all time. Yeah, that was classic. But like other than that, like they either take it too far or they just don't take it far enough. Do you put any thought into like, oh man, I hope, I hope this city jersey is good this year. Or like, do you spend any time thinking about that? And if you do, what what were you hoping? I guess, or what do you hope every year for like a style that maybe you haven't gotten to this point? Well, I mean, I'm cool with my equipment manager. Me and my equipment manager, Jacob Diamond, are like this. So he Jake. lets me know. Yeah, Jake lets me know everything that's going on a couple years in advance. Like he let us know. Yeah like about all these jerseys. So, and sometimes we'll have like a, maybe like a picture of it. So give us an idea, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really concerned until, yeah, until those orange and gray, pewter color gray (laughs) came out. Like after that, every year has been like, please, what's next? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But this year's isn't, isn't bad. It isn't bad. Terrence, there's something I've been wanting to ask you for a long time. And it's so cool that we get to do the pod and have guys like you on because just dumb things that I think about that nobody mm-hmm. else thinks about, I get yeah. to ask you now. So you hit a big shot. I think it was it was against Philadelphia. I don't remember if you guys were on on the road or at home, but you hit the shot. Philadelphia calls a timeout. You come down the other end of the floor. You scream and you mm-hmm. slap both of your thighs harder than I've ever seen any human yeah. being in the world. I just want to know how bad that hurt. Like after I had pads on. I had pads. Okay, on. That's all right, why I did all right. It. That's why, okay. I, did. That's why I did thick, it. Yeah, yeah I wear like, I the extra pads on the on the tights, so I was fine. My hands hurt, but I was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, as far as I know, I already asked you like what you mm. think about four seed. I, I, I. I so badly, Terrence, want you yeah. to put like a, it, I don't know if it's a seed or if it's like better no than play, play like yeah. yeah, play in. Is that is that the the goal like going into the season for you? For me, for me, that should be the floor. Like we should be yeah. getting into playing. Like do you it's... do you like the play in? I do like the concept. Yeah, it's it's entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. More basketball during playoff time. Absolutely. It's a March Madness type thing too, right? I like, love it. Yeah, you, you, it's one and done. The better the better team isn't always gonna win for sure, and that's why if if the Cinderella if Orlando, teams, yeah, if Orlando was was to get there, you all of a sudden win nine ten matchup, then you go on and you you're you know fighting for that mm-hmm. seven. It's like anything can happen, and yeah. it just it's I incredible. It. I mean, I, yeah, it took some getting not even took some getting used to, but when they first approached this, because they they. They, they approached us, I think, early before the season before, like early in that season, saying, like, hey, we're going to do a plan. Like, we're thinking about it, yada, yada. And at first, I felt like the the room was a little skeptical with the guys. They're like, eh, do we really want to do that? But I think after they saw how the first one went and how successful it was and how entertaining it was, it, it was kind of like, yeah, for sure. Like, why not? Do you think there needs to be some criteria like, if you're, you know, nine or 10, you need to be within X amount of games. Like last year, you know, we saw, I think in the West, it was teams that were like eight or 10 games back, like, you know, playing like for the plan. Do you think there needs to be any criteria like that? Or you're just good with, you know, nine and 10 playing, you know, seven and eight. Nah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm good with that just because it's, it's different because like you still got to take account of it. Like the uh, certain teams will be, with worse records will be a good team and have like a better record against some teams than the others. So all that to me plays in and that just adds for more drama. So, I mean, that's, 
that's literally why it's like the best part of the season sometimes, like seeing who the Cinderella team is going to be. That's why I'm kind of the planes growing on me because then you can take that Cinderella team that literally had no shot and they can ride momentum clear into like maybe second round. So it's just, I don't know, it adds that layer of like unpredictability. What is the kind of, we've talked about team goals. As far as personal, a lot of vets don't get asked this question. And I honestly wish they would um, because young players get it every year coming out Mm -hmm. of the draft first year after their first year. What is your personal, like, do you have any personal achievements that you want this year, whether it be uh, a certain efficiency or three pointers made or field goals made like, or, you know, a six man of the year, if you end up being six man, like, do you have any preset goals going into the season or you kind of just let's just Um, make the plan? No, I, I did. My whole goal is just be more efficient, Mm. be more efficient with like less touches because I feel like when that, when I, if I can do that, then like with the first unit, when I play with the first unit, that kind of gives them a little bit more space to play. Even Mm. let's say if I don't hit the first two shots, like it's still, commands respect that I'm out there because it everybody knows you can shoot yeah so it kind of takes people like last night you know I'm in the corner and the guys are like like face guarding me when the ball's on the other side of the court so it's just (laughs) like little things like that help because now sometimes like if we have somebody else in they're clogging that paint or they're usually like this weird shift so uh being more efficient I feel like is going to open that up for like some of those guys like Franz and 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 Markel Mm -hmm. like the guy and like and Cole so it I feel like that helps in itself. That that's how I am in uh, NBA 2K. You know, I exactly. got my big. I can shoot. They face guard me the whole time. I got to cut fine. if I want to get open. It's annoying. Yeah. Like I can't hit contested shots because 2K doesn't believe in hitting contested shots. <laughs> but you know, I, I I resonate absolutely. No, that's how I am, bro. Don't <laughs> don't even try. I'm on 2K. My build is a uh, like a seven foot two back to the basket big. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah. even know how to shoot. Just get rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> Terrence, obviously you were here the last time that the, you know, the team had you know a lot of success in, in 2018, 2019, and that game three in Orlando, um, I, I don't, Kevin wasn't there, but Luke and I were in the building for that. Mm-hmm. And the energy in there was just like ridiculous, but there was like a real excitement in the city around the team. Now there's a different level of excitement around the team. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you feel like, obviously we, we have had a feeling that that, previous group had a ceiling to it you know like yeah guys at best were only going to go so far in the playoffs and now there's like a a hope of like a a really higher ceiling with this team do you being here so long do you notice that at all do you feel that i mean it's i mean you definitely feel that there's a lot of potential and like that's the thing like when you have older guys you kind of know what their capabilities are but when you have younger guys coming in it's kind of it's kind of a little more hard to, you know, predict how far they can take it. So right now we're in that very beginning, like early stages. So yeah, like the future looks bright and everybody's had all this optimism for, you know, all these young guys to to develop and keep going and going, but it's going to be up to them to see how much they want to push it. So we're in a good position to see like, Hey, like how far you guys want it, how much you guys want. And I think this year will be a good indication of like to give these guys a taste of like, all right, last year we were sh- Sorry, but next year going forward, I mean, like you're we not had, wrong. yeah, we had we have a better year, and then if we keep building the way we're building, I think going forward, that is going to create like you know more of that hunger to get them over the hump. So it's a good it's a good start, and like it's it's hard to say like what the future holds because who knows, but definitely a really solid start. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, we're all, all very interested, obviously, to see what is, is happening with, with the team this year, the progress y'all are making. Mm-hmm. Would you say, you know, going into this season, obviously, like Jonathan said, a lot of excitement. If you had to pinpoint maybe the most excitement you had going into a season with the Magic this year, can you tell us which season it was? Hmm. Um, yeah, this year, this year, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's just so much to look forward to. Like we just yeah. got the number one pick. We have former, you know, first round pick really coming into his own. We have a ton of first round picks and they're all like getting better. Like everybody from Cole, Jalen, Franz, Mo. like, I mean, we have so many guys that are getting better and better and better. And you're seeing it. Um, it's playing out like these guys, we just imagine, no, who knows what's going to happen, but just knock on wood, we keep this group together. We keep these, that young core, who knows what they can turn into. It's going to be, they could be a part of those like perennial teams four or five years from now who are like the top dogs in the, in the East. So uh, that's, you know, fingers crossed. That's what it, hopefully they can take it. But I mean, it's, it's fun. This is definitely one of the like more refreshing, fresh start type of seasons I've had since I've been here. Terrence, you know, you've been with the team for for quite a while now, and um, you become really a fan favorite over the years. I can't tell you how many people I've seen with you know tweets like sign T Ross to a lifetime contract, like all those <laughs> kinds of things. You know, I'm sure that you thought about it a little bit. You know, this is your the last year of your contract. The offseason is a long way away, but have you had any thoughts or like are you hoping to re-sign in Orlando long term or have you just not really thought about it all that much yet? Uh, it's so premature that it's who knows, bro. Like, who knows? Like, it's so much can happen in a year. But, um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's right now, it's like, because I've been through, you know, this is not my first time going through, like, a contract year. So, it's, it's easier for me to, like, rest easy and not stress about it the same way I did the first time around. So, I'm, I, I'm taking everything day to day. Like, and it's so much easier to operate that way. So, right now, it's, it's so, you know, beyond that, like, I'm not even, I'm not worried about it. We haven't even made it to game one of the season yet. So uh, it's easier just to look at it day by day. All right, let's pivot away from basketball now, Terrence. <laughs> Another thing, I know that you're a big comic book guy like myself. I know you're a big Spider-Man guy. Yeah. You probably don't know this. You have a, a Miles Morales tattoo on your leg. I do. I took inspiration of that. I have a, a Peter Parker Spider Man tattoo right here on my right bicep. No way. I took. Yeah. I'll, I'll take. Yeah, I'll take the I hoodie off for it. you. I got I'll it. take the hoodie off for you right here. Wow, you so guys didn't got think it you were getting that right there. there. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty close to yours, but I oh, went yeah. Peter Parker instead for of Miles sure. Morales. Yeah, and then you so know, dope. you know, I'm I'm about it. Bad. We're for life yeah, over here. We're for life over here. He's patched. What did you think of the the latest Spider-Man movie? No Way Home. Man, it, it was good. It was good because for me, I grew up with, you know, Tobey Maguire and like, you know, William Dafoe. So seeing those guys back was full circle for me. Like, Did you see full, it in theaters? Like, complete. I did. That was the last Marvel movie I saw in theaters. I was like, I got to like go experience this the way I'm supposed to. Like, because right. at home is not the same. So I, I went to theaters for that by myself and um, I loved it. I loved, I loved all of it, bro. I got to see, there's just so many cameos, so many different like marquee moments and just like years worth of Spider-Man that it was cool to see. It felt like, yeah, it felt like a reunion. Yeah, felt so like you were a it. kid again. Yeah, bro. It felt great. I loved it. <laughs> is it, is it uh, weird 
I, obviously I have no idea. So I'm genuinely curious. You said you yeah. went and saw it in theater. Mm. Is it weird? Like, did you go see it in theaters in Orlando? Like, do you try to do stuff in public maybe where like, it's not Orlando to where you're not seeing it or do you not really care? You, you don't no, mind. I'm, I'm out and about all the time, bro. People see me around all the time. I'm yeah. constantly, yeah, I roam around easy, bro. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see the Deadpool behind you, the poster behind you, mm-hmm. obviously. And Deadpool there, right? Like, yeah. The Deadpool Venom. 3 coming he's out. coming out with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So he said he you... would never do it and he's doing it. That's literally like, cause like, I, I, I love, I love Marvel. I grew up watching like the first Iron Man in theaters. So like this whole saga, the whole Infinity War saga took 10 years to kind of, you know, get through. Mm. And that was a lot. Like as a fan, that takes a lot out of you. Like emotionally, like yeah. it took a lot out of people. <laughs> And then all the content start just rolling out so fast that it was like, I'm, I felt like I was missing things. I felt like stuff was a little diluted with just like massive crossovers. And I'm just like, all right, now my brain is twisting. Like, I think I'm going to start slowing down. There's of course going to be some movies that I watch just to keep up with things, but yeah, Deadpool will probably be the next movie I see in theaters. Whenever it comes out, that could be years from now with like Hugh Jackman's back. 23. 2020. Wow. So that's soon. Yeah, so that yeah, means yeah. they probably already started. They probably done filming already. So that means, yeah, this should be great. So that'd be the next movie I see in theaters. Did you see Spider-Man when you went and saw it? Was like, was it a like pretty empty theater or was it like a packed house? No, it was packed. It was packed. People were cheering. The talking. reaction of that, bro. So when I went and saw, um, when I went and saw Endgame, right? Mm. This dude I went to high school with, like. I went that weekend. He went yeah. that Thursday or whatever when it came out. The next day, he tweets out like, "Oh, I can't believe you know Captain picked up oh Thor's hammer." God. I was like, "Bro, what the hell?" Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. "There's a two week spoiler window yeah. when, a, when a movie comes out. You can't do that." So I see the the hammer lifting in the air, and I already know what's coming. Yeah, Captain, it, you know, catches the hammer. Everyone's going crazy. I'm like, "Yep, that was ruined for I me." Know, you know I what I mean? That. I've been waiting so for this entire I, moment. You can ask these guys. I did not look at anything Spider-Man for months leading up to the release of that movie. Terrence, he wasn't watching trailers. Like we were trying to, (laughs) we have a group chat, me, him and Kevin. And he was like, guys, do not send me a thing. And I know he's serious. I know Jonathan after that, like that scarred him. He talked, he talked about it, but he's got the Spider-Man. Like he's got the tattoos. He's got everything. Right. So I was like, all right, he's serious. I I won't spoil. There were so many times where I just want to send him a trailer. But he just it's to hard, just though. to it's hard to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to send it. I really wanted to irritate. <laughs> but yeah, him, that but that reaction know. in the movie theater, like seeing Andrew Garfield like take off the mask. Yes. I haven't felt that happy since DJ Augustine hit that freaking three. And <laughs> man, I gotta tell you, I gotta yeah, tell you that was I know exactly that was something truly special. The dialogue between those three was was great. Yeah, and then after that, obviously it was us winning the lottery. <laughs> like that yeah. that night was crazy. That yeah. night was crazy. But uh, but no, Terrence, man, this was a lot of fun, man. We appreciate you joining the show. Mm. Uh, you're a fan favorite. One thing that I, I've always appreciated about you is that especially like with fans or like especially with the media, you always speak your mind. You're always very candid. You're, yeah. you're not so buttoned up and give mm-hmm. these media answers. You speak what's on your mind, man. We really, sure. really appreciate that. We love having you in Orlando, man. And we hope you hear, you know, you're here for a long, long time. We appreciate you joining the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot, man. The Human Torch on the Six Man Show. That was a lot of fun, Luke. Yeah, man. I mean, we we say it. We said it. I said it with RJ. You know, anytime that you can sit down with these players and just get them in a, a space where you feel like you can be pretty candid, 
there is nobody as candid as as T Ross and just thankful. I mean, we we always verify with our guests, like, hey, like, what's your time like? And Terrence on before we start recording was like, uh, pfft, I'm good. <laughs> like, we can just go, and we did. And even after the fact, we talked to him for about probably ten more minutes. So Terrence just very down to earth, very much a, a man of the people. He's a fan favorite for a reason. He's the king of the leaks. You guys got to hear that. Did one more time for us. Told us about the photo shoot. It, you love the guy. I mean, he he just you can't not like him. And just excited that we got to sit down with them and have that conversation. So appreciative to Terrence just taking the time. And again, it was a lot of fun. Luke, I'm just going down the list now. You know, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, Jalen Suggs, uh, RJ Hampton. We've now had a quarter of the active Orlando Magic roster on the podcast. Still doesn't feel real. Love that. And we're just getting started. Just getting started, baby. All right, folks, just to remind you a couple of things before we go ahead and sign off here. This preseason game on Friday, make sure that you guys come out. Amway was rocking on Tuesday. Let's make it even better on Friday. For those of you that are coming to the game, I'm going to be at Big Storm at 6 o'clock, probably head to my seat somewhere around like 6.30, 6.45. Get everybody all ramped up and riled for the preseason finale. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please come say hello if you see me. And then the season opener, October 19th at Elixir, starting at 6.30. That is Elixir at 9 West Washington Street, Orlando, we're partnering with the Orlando Magic and Michelob Ultra. That's going to be the season opening watch party again at Elixir. We're going to have $4 16-ounce Michelob Ultra bottles on special. Bo Outlaw Orlando Magic Legend will be there. The Magic are raffling off an autographed basketball. There's going to be a ticket giveaway for opening night versus the Celtics coming up on October 22nd. And then there's going to be trivia during quarter breaks. What more can you ask for, folks? It's going to be a lot of fun. Super excited about this preseason, about the regular season. Ready to just get this season started. It's going to be a lot of fun, folks. Um, But yeah, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.